to Love and Justice, episode 19. Sorry about the long delay between podcast episodes these past couple weeks. And you'll also probably notice that despite the fact that last time I announced we were going to be releasing our Cute High Earth Defense Club Love recap, this is not it. Here's the deal. We recorded using a different setup to accommodate an additional microphone because there were five of us and it just did not work out. However, we are going to re-record it and I'll make another announcement about it once I know that it's happening for real this time. For now, however, on with the main content. We'll be covering episode 19 of Crystal, act 19 of the manga, and episode 82 of the 90s anime. And even though we are talking about Sailor Moon, as per usual, somehow we keep circling back to X-1999, so if you hate Clamp, I'm sorry. Also, apparently, I don't know our email address, because at the end of the episode, I say to email us at loveandjusticepodcast at gmail.com. That's not it. It's loveandjusticepod at gmail.com, so you should email us. Like Megan N. She's great. As are Gamer Tara and J.R. Rutten, who left us really nice reviews on iTunes. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. limits of how casual you're yeah. allowed to be. I guess I literally need to be all of us. Less. Like that's what we do. It, it's well, everybody does that. Well yeah. I had an idea okay. on how on how to guarantee that I look business casual all the time. How so? I'm just gonna start wearing men's suits. Um, uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you can borrow a nice lavender one from King oh. Endymion. <laughs> oh, there you go. So I can look like the artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like that. He- oh, he's Prince again. Sorry, he's still Prince. He's now. still Prince. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he went back to Prince. <laughs> King and and King Endymion is sort of now like the artist formerly known as Prince. Endymion. He's, <laughs> he's King Endymion. He upgraded. His symbol is just a symbol wearing a top hat. Oh my god! It's the it is the prince symbol wearing a top hat <laughs> and the mask on it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 And you have to draw it every time. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, yes, uh, in uh, the manga and in Sailor Moon Crystal, anyway, this is the first appearance of King Endymion. Doesn't actually show up in the episode of the 90s anime we're going to be talking about. Oh. Despite the fact that, okay, so theoretically, this episode of Sailor Moon Crystal and this episode of the 90s anime are fairly similar. Like, the idea behind them is the same, okay? But here's the thing. Sailor Moon Crystal has a bunch of stuff that happens before they travel through time and they make it all the way to the palace. Right. <laughs> the 90s anime is literally just about them traveling through time. Yeah. This is this is how I broke it down, ladies and gents. Okay. Um, in Crystal, the the door of uh, Pluto's door of like, here you go, the 30th century is behind this door. It's like the the final level of the boss fight in the video game. It's you you made it to the end, here it is. <laughs> in the 90s. It's like the narration at the beginning of the arcade game where it's like, hello, here you are. You are at a door. You're going to go through this door. There's going to be a whole bunch of levels. Winners don't do drugs. Uh, stay in school. <laughs> don't go alone. Take these five sail- these four Sailor Scouts with you that you're technically not supposed to have at mm. this level. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, yeah, they definitely do have a little extra help in the '90s anime. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like uh like the beginning of of a quest as opposed to an end goal. There's right. a door, but totally. then it doesn't lead to where they're supposed to go. It leads to a bunch Another of other door. things you have to go through. Level yeah, something. Yeah. It was very, very confusing to me. Uh, So we're talking about episode 82 of the 90s anime and episode 19 of Crystal slash, of course, act 19 of the manga, because uh, as has been established, the manga is lines up perfectly with every episode Crystal. So anyway, they all basically open up with Chibiusa at a fountain. (laughs) Yeah. But... In the 90s anime, it's her at this fountain by herself because there was some whole kerfuffle in the 90s anime with the crystal points and, like, creating a bridge or a something. Oh, you're referring to that thing we don't care about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that thing. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the Bull brothers, who were the main, like, droid bad guys that Esmerode got in the game to, oh, the, uh, this time around. The, the West Hollywood yeah, twins. The, the, exactly, yeah. the West Hollywood twins. I'm pretty sure they actually got killed in the last episode of the 90s anime. Um, oh. Yeah, they're they're certainly not the bad guys no. in, the, in this episode. Uh, and I believe that this is actually... Uh, uh, let me double check if this is correct. Uh, yeah, this is the last episode that had a, like, droid of the day, monster of the week kind of thing. Okay. So they, they're definitely already dead because they were, they were yeah. classified as droids. I feel like there was just this big trend in, in in 90s anime of like, let's put a pentagram on Tokyo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the five points of Crystal Tokyo. What are they oh, built? Yeah. A star. Oh, and then X1999, right. it's like, hey, uh, there's a fucking pentagram on Tokyo because of things. Because why not? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like the 90s were really into putting a pentagram well, on top now, of Tokyo. this is really where I think that America, by having prayer in schools, really escaped having <laughs> giant glowing pentagrams oh up God. on their cities. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to my youth. <sighs> yes. So there was something with all the crystal points and an evil dark bridge or blah, I don't know. So Chibiusa is just standing by a fountain contemplating her life. Thinking about stuff <laughs> thinking annoying thoughts yeah, yeah but well, then in the 90s anyway doesn't she have some weird sarah connor nightmare yeah so flash? so okay they actually before any of this we see that chibiusa has this nightmare of all of the sailor senshi getting murdered mm-hmm. in the future because it looks kind of like the evil dark Crystal Tokyo, 30th century right. that she came from. So basically she does. She has a dream that they're trying to save Crystal Tokyo and they all get killed in a giant explosion, right. a la Sarah Cotter having flash forwards to the terribleness in Terminator 2. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, <laughs> so she's has this terrible nightmare. Then we see her hanging well, out by the she, fountain. She wakes up and she's wearing like a, a creepy doll nightgown. Well, yes. Because in... <laughs> In the 90s, she dresses like clothing was stolen from like a grandma's porcelain doll collection. Like, I just wish that um, somebody had had put her in in clothing that like an actual little girl would sleep in in the 90s as opposed to going overboard with like the ruffles. Right, right. The froofy things. Because when she wakes up from that nightmare, she looks like she's wearing half a couch. <laughs> I I I get that sentiment completely. I feel like it would be better if she was wearing a Hello Kitty t-shirt. Shingo, yeah. Shingo has 
normal little boy clothing. Yeah, he does. Yeah, we don't dress him up as like some little like dandy oh. southern child. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got little Lord Fauntleroy pajamas. He doesn't wear like long johns with a little knickerbockers or whatever. Yeah. Or was yeah. this like one like one of those things where she tried to use Luna P to make pajamas and she didn't know how to do it and it just made like the really frilly ones and she was like, ah, oh, I guess. <laughs> and I mean. Like yeah, I would have, I would have accepted pajamas if it was that sort of scenario. If it was like Luna P is like, this is what pajamas look like, right? And she's like, no, nah, whatever. Um, I'm tired. Yeah, it'll do. So Chibiusa in her little Victorian nighty has this terrible <laughs> nightmare, which causes her to go out the next morning and contemplate all of her life choices by a fountain. And Monaro, uh, yeah, it's like friends. Uh, yeah, uh, very much so. You yeah. know, <laughs> so no one told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> I could do I could try to come up with the whole song but I I think we would all rather I didn't <laughs> no I mean I know all the words already we don't right. need to do it yeah so she then has a conversation with Mamaru at the fountain to which Lola said if there had been any other people in this park they would have approached them and been like sir Sir, sir, do you know this little girl? <laughs> Excuse me, little girl. Is this your dad? Are you okay? Can you nod for me that everything's okay? Because he is like really close to her <laughs> and he is like leaning down. He's making really intense eye contact with her. Yeah. <laughs> and also, also, I noticed oh, no. that Luna P has no fucking reflection in that fountain. <laughs> Luna P is a Dracula ball. <laughs> Tuxedo Mask is a Dracula, and he gave his daughter in the future a Dracula ball. <laughs> I didn't even notice. There's no reflection. She has a reflection. Luna P has no reflection. Oh, my God. <laughs> the I'm truth is out there. I'm horrified by that. Dracula ball. <laughs> yeah, so but basically, Mamaru shows up to tell her, hey, I don't think that running away is really solving your problems. Mm -hmm. You need to, you right. need to confront stuff head on like despite the the creepy intensity of the conversation right. it, it it's a valuable lesson that it's he's a, giving. it actually is, it is actually a cute scene aside yeah. from luna p's lack of reflection and, and creepy intense yeah. eyes and the weird shape that they drew his face and his close-up oh his mouth keeps being weird i know shapes. yeah people always criticize the animation in crystal and i just want to be do like do they not remember bubble faces you, from yeah, the, the 90s, 90s anime look at half the noses in this episode yeah. yeah sometimes they are this really weird line i feel like sailor moon r is where the animation got really weird because Sailor yeah. Moon S's animation is beautiful. Yeah, uh, it, it's pretty, it's definitely a, a little sloppy in some places in R. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the sort of equivalent opening scene in Sailor Moon Crystal Act 19, episode 19, whatever you want to call it, uh, it picks up. It's at the end of the hippie seance. Right. <laughs> Which I, I assume everyone else just took off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did, like, where did go? everyone go? Also, this furthers our theory that there are no police officers <laughs> in I'm the Jubon district. Because, okay, no, I thought about this. And any other show where you have people fighting crime or fighting the forces of evil, they have to scatter because the cops are going right. to show up. These guys do not have. They're just hanging out yeah. in broad daylight. Broad daylight. No, they it's just very get to weird. Stand around and decide where they want to go. Because yeah, because there are no policemen. But here, and here's the thing too: is a fire is uh, is we, as far as we can tell, in Crystal, though we see him once or twice in the manga, 
Ray lives at the Hikawa Shrine by herself, and she's gone. So I, I mean, yeah. what is anyone gonna oh, do? Right. Oh my God. Everyone's like, we gotta go to the shrine and get help with the thing at the. No one's at the no shrine. One's at the shrine. <laughs> Who's this gonna help me pray this for town, some sort of police assistance? This town is going to, <laughs> to descend into anarchy. <laughs> well, also, they they save everyone from the hippy dippy seance. Yeah, Naru was there, mm-hmm. and so was uh the the cute underclassman that I love. Wasn't oh, Athanumachan? No, yeah, wasn't he there too? Yeah, he was and there. And so was, was, and so right. was Daenerys Targaryen. Right. <laughs> and, and also Umino. Like, their friends are there. They're a few feet away. But they're suddenly just but gone. But they're suddenly just gone. Yeah. Like, there's not a moment where Naru is <laughs> like... They, is that, you know, they came to their senses and were like, and man, like, we just want to go get ice cream. <laughs> do you feel... I've, do you wonder if, like... Because it's, I feel like it's the same group of of <laughs> civilians that get wrapped up into these weird plot, mm-hmm. like plot energy stealing things. Do you think they ever just have a moment where they look at each other afterwards and be like, "Oh, did you lose, did you lose another hour of your life? Me too, man. That's happening a lot lately. I'm a little <laughs> concerned. I mean, like, are you do worried you ever, about it? Do you ever just go to school and find yourself literally miles away for no reason? <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we should start a support group or something. Uh, or like someone in the street is like, hey, remember me? We were in that weird alternate nightmare dimension for like 10 minutes. Like, oh, hey, yeah, how are the oh, kids? Nice. Oh, good. Have you lost weight? A little bit. Yeah, I was running away from that monster last oh, week. Did you see that thing? I'm sure it had something to do with it. Drain all my energy and I didn't eat for like six days. Yeah, yeah. man, you're lucky. <laughs> I just got trapped in like a collapsed building and then like some magic nah, force man, lifted me great. out. I, I got all my energy, but like it was a, it was like pin that, that drained all my energy and I just like passed out on my couch. Cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So like, how do we still have jobs? <laughs> that, yeah. How is the economy not just plummeting in this town? As people get abducted constantly. Yeah. And pass Listen. out. And- <laughs> Uh, this society is just a mess. It is. It is. I just picture someone making a new friend because they're in peril with them so many times. <laughs> like oh, they hey wake man. up. You like, get you get kidnapped by that oh, vine monster too. Oh my head! How have you been? Oh, oh, Rod, Roger it has been weeks since we were abducted together. <laughs> Roger, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Roger, Roger. Sweet, it's Jeremy. Jeremy, yeah. yeah. How are the kids? Oh, no, they're great. They're great. Luckily, not here. Oh, right, right. Yeah. 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 Don't want to get the kids mixed up in any of this uh, abduction stuff. You know, again. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, there's a scene where Chibiu says she's just revealed to them that she's come from the 30th century. And she asks them to please, please come help her save the 30th century. Uh, And her, she has a like knob flashback to it as she frequently does. And she explains sort of what happened. Uh, we get more detail on it later when they actually go to the right. 30th century. She, but she just explains what happened from her perspective. From her perspective. And she has a total freak out. And Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus are trying to get information out of her. They are so gung-ho. They're like, cool, tell us Let's everything. go. Let's go to the yeah. 30th century. Let's, Let's go, go now. Now. <laughs> and Mamaru's like, no, no, no. My little baby angel needs to rest. <laughs> she needs a peanut butter sandwich and a nap and a change of clothing and a... And a I need to rebraid her hair. We need time. We're going to watch one episode of The Wiggles and just unwind. And then we will talk about time Such travel. A dad. <laughs> but But I will say that he does say to her, 
uh, yeah, you can't keep running away, but you can take a minute to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) To which she says, I'm staying. I'm staying with you. I'm staying in Mama's house. (laughs) What? Usagi's face card reaction to that was really funny. (laughs) See, the show doesn't do the the um. The wacky, the wacky, like the button on the joke faces very often. But when they do, I like the way they do it. Yeah. Yeah. They they did that a couple times in this episode and I thought it was cute. mm -hmm. It's refreshing when it's not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at this point in the 90s anime, they straight up just travel to the future. So let's talk about all the stuff that happens before they go to the future in Sailor Moon Crystal. (laughs) You mean about all the things that. The thingy thing. Before they go to the future. Waka chicka, waka chicka, waka. It's business. It's so, business so before, time. Talking about Mama Roo and Usagi is talking about so, business time. Well, before we get down to business, if you will, uh, let's. Uh, oh, I was about to make a really dirty okay. joke. Okay. <laughs> you me later. said let's get down to business, and I was like, too. The buns, but that's <laughs> really dirty. <laughs> I like it though. It's cute. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. So she does go stay over at Mamaru's, and Usagi goes with them. In the manga, though, you don't actually see them both there. It is implied that Minako has gone as well. So basically, everybody goes to Mamaru's. Well, she's in the yeah. spare bedroom at the orphan apartment. <laughs> <laughs> In what the did, in the West Wing did, of the what, orphan apartment. What did Mamaru do to get his like super swanky orphan apartment? Because his saw, parents died. That's saw, what he did. No, but we saw Sailor Jupiter's orphan apartment, and hers was not as fancy as Mamaru's. Maybe it's she, a gender inequality issue, oh, or maybe yeah. it's like if your parents died in like a super messed up way, like, like they oh, drove over the edge yeah, of a cliff. The like more Mamaru's traumatic hair. the loss of your parents is, the better the apartment <laughs> yeah. you get. I think that's how it goes down. God, that's awful. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh. Uh, anyway. Uh, Why do you live in a Motel 6? <laughs> it was a food poisoning in a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> we just went to a Sizzler. <laughs> just didn't, didn't bad bargain well. shrimp. Oh, my God. So, anyway. Back at Mamoru's orphan apartment, we see uh, Chibiusa is getting, re- well, in the manga, she's getting ready for bed. Mm-hmm. And in Sailor Moon Crystal, she's basically already in bed trying to go to sleep. Right. The scene in Crystal was a lot sadder, I thought, than the scene in the manga. Because in the scene in the manga, it starts with her and she's standing there and she's wearing one of Mamoru's shirts to sleep in. And she's talking about how cute it is. And Mamoru's like, geez, you are spoiled. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's a little more humor in the her actually getting ready to go to bed portion of it. But then she's in bed and he's having a, a he's like tucking her in like a dad and uh, having a conversation with her where he asks her. In Sailor Moon Crystal, he asks her about her mom. Uh, and she... Gets real sad because terrible things have happened to her mother. And she also says she's gentle and brave. Yeah. And strong. Yeah. <laughs> because you can be all of those things at the same time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can be the most powerful person in the universe and still be really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, so then here again, Mamaru really, I wrote in my notes, I wrote down, uh, Mamaru kind of lays the smack down in the gentlest way it's possible. It's true, though. It's true, though. I mean, it's, it's such a dad way of, like, let me holler at you for a minute. Yeah. Like, 
here's the facts. <laughs> you need to do this thing. But, like, you know, just do the thing that I think you need to do. It's that gentle dad way of, like, but I don't, I don't I'm not I'm asking gonna... you. Oh, okay. I'm telling you. Okay. You need to do this thing. What if I... Oh. You just got to do it. <laughs> All right. Like, it's <laughs> such a dad way of doing totally. it. It's absolutely true. I, he tells her, hey, you know, we really need to go to the 30th century if you want us to help. <laughs> yeah. We can't do the first thing. Yeah. Without the, the second. second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, once again, basically is like, you don't have to decide right now. Such a dad maneuver. You should think about it. Such a dad, yeah. (laughs) And uh, and then he leaves her to go to sleep. So he goes back into his living room portion of his orphan apartment. In the manga, there's a little more of a conversation where he remarks like, oh, Usagi, you're still here. Where did Minako go? And she tells him, oh, she she Went left home. already and she took Luna and Artemis with her. So there's a, yeah, there's a sock just, tied on the door outside, but that's irrelevant. Yeah, it's not. Who left that sock out? Who left that sock out there? <laughs> that's so weird. It's, I wonder why it's there. It's funny. It's one of my socks. Who could have possibly who's been going through my wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> Whose sock is that? Mine? <laughs> hmm. Man, someone someone here smells nice. Is it you? Is it me? Let's. I don't know. Maybe it's both of us. <laughs> but it's mostly me. It's, it's, let's maybe get a little a little closer and. and determined. But something that I sort of missed from the manga that was not in Sailor Moon Crystal, though I really, really uh, enjoyed this scene, especially because I was afraid they were going to cut it or make it less less obvious, sexy. (laughs) Um, Because in a previous episode where it's right after in the first story arc, in the Dark Kingdom story arc, right after Usagi thinks that she kills tuxedo mask and in turn thinks that she kills herself. Uh, she, there's all these flashbacks to the silver millennium and their time together. And I like how it went down in Sailor Moon Crystal, but in the manga, there was one frame where they were clearly both naked. Oh, so I was yeah. nervous that they were going to cut this or, or, or as I say, like make it not go as far with it right, as, right. as make it more just romance and not sexual. At yeah. All. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they went there. Make it yeah. about the heart and not the body. <laughs> <laughs> I did miss, though, in the manga, they have this, there's more, the the result of the scene is the same, and a lot of the same stuff happens, but it happens in a slightly different order. Mm-hmm. But in the manga, there is this little bit at the beginning where she remarks that she never thought, that, or Sagi tells Mamoru that she never really thought about the future before. Because it's relevant, because they're talking about how they're going to travel to yeah. 30th century. I did like that conversation. Yeah. Well, it kind of just reminds you how young yeah. they all are. Because I can, I mean, when I was 14, I wasn't thinking about shit like that. No. I was just like, I'm going to graduate high school. That's as far as I've got it figured out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. I, you know? I don't think I thought about the future until I was graduating from college and going, I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> I should figure my life out. I was vaguely aware of the things that I didn't like doing and the date when I wouldn't have to do them anymore. Right. And beyond that, like, it was like, man, the day I don't yeah. have to go to math class anymore. That's, That's going to be awesome. The best, but like if you were like, well, what do you want to do after that day? Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> what yeah. am I supposed to do after that? 
<laughs> yeah. Not go to math class is what I'm talking about. And, and there was a cute conversation where because she's with him alone and she wants to talk to him about how she's been feeling, but yeah. she's a teenage girl. She's not very good about talking about her right. feelings. Emotions are hard. Yeah. And, uh, and she's kind of dancing around the subject and she grabs a calendar and she goes, Oh, Mamaru, Oh, your birthday. It's coming up. You need to tell me what you want. What do you want me to get you for your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> she's clearly stalling. <laughs> Which I, I find very realistic. And yeah. I, I definitely missed that in Sailor Moon Crystal, but they kept the most important stuff, uh, which is basically she confronts him about the fact that she's feeling jealous of Chibiusa. And I I like that uh, we see it here and we don't see it anywhere else, where she says, I know that it's weird that I'm jealous yeah. of the girl. Yeah. Well, because it, everywhere else, everyone's like, yep, that's normal. It, yeah. Well, and in, in the manga, it's really clear too when she brings up she says to him, oh, is Chibiusa really that cute? And he's like, uh, she's an elementary school yeah. student. <laughs> he's like, he lays down reality. He's like, she's a child. Yeah. And she says, it doesn't matter. To you, she's still a woman. And then immediately goes, I can't believe I just said that. That's so weird. weird. I'm, I'm being a weirdo. I don't know why I get so jealous of her and I feel so vulnerable. And she kind of just word vomits everything that she's been feeling. Everything. (laughs) Which in turn causes Mamoru to just really listen to her. And uh, I really like the way that they animated the scene where he looks at her and he says that she looked like she was going to disappear. Mm -hmm. In Crystal, she kind of like phased out a little bit. Where in the manga, it's like... Mist clouds started rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though that I loved her dress in the manga. In the manga, she had like a black dress with little tiny polka dots all over it. Oh, that one was cute. I was, and it's the same dress in Sailor Moon Crystal. They just made it solid pink. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, same cut. Yeah. I would have liked some polka dots. Okay. I'm a big fan of polka dots personally. <laughs> Not that I don't like pink, but I feel like we don't need to have pink shoved down our throats all the time. Usagi's allowed to wear colors other than pink. <laughs> In okay. my opinion. But anyway, uh, so she looks like she's going to disappear, and Mamaru glomps her from behind. Just grabs oh, on her in a big man hug. Good. It's so good. Yeah, I, and then that then that's when it gets pretty steamy. And we're, and we're smooching, and there's blushing. And there's oh, hand holding. So hand holding. Oh, and it's, no. and it's spaghetti finger hand holding. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then they fall backwards. Spaghetti, yeah. Spaghetti finger hand Yeah. Did you guys... <laughs> their hands are yeah, their fingers, fingers are really are long. Spaghetti yeah, fingers. Yeah, spaghetti fingers. Yeah, their, their limbs are really long. And, yeah. You know, no, that's what one of my friends in college called it. It's like if you interlocked your fingers, it was like spaghetti, spaghetti fingers. This is something I have literally never okay. heard in my All life. All right. Uh, I'm I get what you mean. Thank you, Kelby. I, I'm understanding. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I'm just fascinated by it. <laughs> but I will say that um, I felt more uh, scandalized. In a good way. In the manga for this scene. Okay. Because they fall backwards, right? And in Crystal, it's just an overhead shot of like yeah. him on top of her in a very it's a very beautiful yeah. shot and, and everything. There's a lot of and they're holding petals right. Oh my god, it's <laughs> so it's many petals. Shoujo to the max. <laughs> someone someone a street over was like, What happened to my roses? Where did all my roses go? I was gonna Right, and they've got the hand, they got the spaghetti hands going. But in the manga, like they fall backwards, and then the next panel is like their faces, and they're like at an angle, and they're on the floor, and his hands are in her hair. 
It's and I'm, I'm so really, good. I'm really well, and into also, hands and, in the and, hair. And, and and I like the so way. I, I, here's my thing. I think that Crystal, as just as much as the manga did, implied that they did in fact have sex. Oh no, they totally did. Um, but I do agree that the manga was a little more graphic. Also, because after they make out and they're having that conversation where he says, you know, I I just want to be with you and protect you. You're all I want. Mm-hmm. Um, the next panel is them like lowering to the yeah. like he's lowering her onto right. the floor. Oh, it's so sexy. Yeah, but then, and then like if you can just look up the panel though, it's like an angle of like just their faces, and then it's her head on the ground, and like he's kissing her, but oh, his hands are in the hair. Oh, it's really good. It's uh, so good. And they're I, blushing. I and, re- oh. I reread this scene a lot yeah. as a teenager. Like, I mean, and see, uh, this is the first time I've ever read it. So teenage me on the inside is like, oh, my uh, God, it's happening. Yeah. It's finally happening. Teenage me was real happy that, that <laughs> Crystal uh, continued to, to suggest that they had, in fact, had sex. <laughs> yeah. which, I think, which I think is really important. And actually, a lot of uh, older Sailor Moon fans have said that now reading as an adult, it's so clear to yeah. them that they are sleeping together throughout, mm-hmm. from this point on, through throughout the series. Yeah. Uh, and well, I, I also think it's really super important because so often um, teenage sex is presented in this narrative, mm-hmm. either as a really slutty girl mm-hmm. who seduces a man, yep. um, a really predatory man, who overpowers or convinces a girl. Yeah. And it's never just two people ready to take their their relationship to the next level. Yeah. There's always an aggressor and someone who they're taking like right. advantage of yeah. in a way, even well, if it's like consensual. Well, that's the thing too that's never just like, don't mind if we do. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that that's what's so great specifically about the way this goes down because it evolves out of them having a conversation right. about things that aren't working in their relationship and and both of them basically admitting to each other that yes we're not communicating super well necessarily it's really is it's this thing where um we're seeing um the act of sexual intercourse happening as a result of two people who are emotionally involved mm-hmm. yeah bearing their souls to each other and as a result of those feelings Feeling comfortable to take it to the next, yeah, Yeah. taking it to the next level physically. Completely, and and the thing that's great is that nothing changes after this. Yes, in the next episode act, they will still continue to have communication problems. So I, I, I just feel like it's realistic because neither does she suddenly become this, you know, sexualized whore and start dressing like a tram. Like a quote-unquote woman. But neither does, but the whole world doesn't change either. No, no. It's not like something magical happens. And all their problems are solved. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really nice to see this realistic portrayal of sex in a relationship. nobody gives them shit for it. Oh yeah, they're in a relationship. The only other, the only other teenage franchise I can think of that did, something similar is uh it's a manga series it was made into an anime but they didn't finish it the but they ran out of the budget but it was called uh his and her circumstances oh i've heard of that or before. uh yeah, Ka- yeah. karekano for Kare-ka- short yeah, yeah karekano yeah. like it, it's a huge title but karekano is what yeah. they called it and for short and it's got a it, it's a non-fiction it's just pure shoujo Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's Slice another of life. If you yeah, will. yeah. But it's a it's another uh, teenage franchise where 
out of a loving and trusting relationship, the two main characters who are in love have sex, and then after that, they continue to have realistic teenage yeah. uh, relationship problems. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sex was a next step, and it was a beautiful next step for them, but it was also not the end-all be-all of human existence. Totally. Yeah, and that, and that's what I particularly like about Sailor Moon, is that Though, yes, she evolves as a character, and yes, she starts having sex, she's still the same girl yeah. that she was in Act One. Mm-hmm. And and it's so nice to see sex not be a plot point. Yeah. This is not a plot point. It just happens in mm-hmm. the story. Nothing, literally nothing, nothing changes happens. because of it. Yeah, yeah. And if, that's- this were, if this were a Western story, the villain would find a way to bring it up. Right. Um, someone would walk in on them for mm-hmm. a comical effect. Like, yeah. There would be, a, it would somehow impact their lives yeah. that they had done this thing. Yeah. Literally no consequences. No. Uh, yes. Much like real life. <laughs> yes. So then I, I have to say, I really, really liked the scene where it's the next morning and they go in to check on Chibiusa in Crystal. Oh, so that, yeah. that happens in the manga too, but you just see a panel of them standing in the doorway and she's got his shirt on her shoulders. Uh, but in Crystal, she opens the door on her own to go check on Chibiusa. She's in her rumpled yeah. dress. <laughs> yeah. And then he puts the shirt. And he puts the shirt on her. And it was the it was the interaction between them in the scene that made me go, oh, they, they definitely did it. had yeah. sex. Yeah. <laughs> because he just comes over and he puts the, I mean, his shirt's all untucked. He's a mess. And he, yeah. he puts the uh, his shirt on her shoulders. Like, just to keep her warm. And he's yeah. like, hey, what, what's up, Usako? Hey, <laughs> hey so girl. Good. Do you think orphans get, like, a shirt budget? Or <laughs> they just have, like, tons of shirts lying around? <laughs> to go with their orphan apartments? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. That seems legit. <laughs> yeah, so then Chibiusa tells them that she wants them, that she's going to go back to the 30th century and she wants them to go with her. And again, this was the scene that was just in Crystal that wasn't in the manga. It yeah. was so cute. Where Usagi's like, me? Mm-hmm. And Mamoru says, and me too. It's really cute. <laughs> and then they look at each other and they're like, oh, we're both gonna go. <laughs> gonna go. Oh, it's good. It's I love so it. So good. <laughs> uh, yes. As opposed to like 90s garbage mama where it's like, <laughs> yeah. we're broken up. Don't look at don't me. Don't look at me. Though they're back, they're back together kind at of. this point. Yeah. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Are but, they back together though? Yeah, they, yeah they're back together at this Are they? point. I think. Because I thought there was I'm a... Because I thought... Because really there, there's an episode where like... King Endymion talks to Mamoru and is like, you need to get your shit together and like, this is teamwork between mm-hmm. you and your lady and la la I think it's the next episode when they have that pep talk. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's oh, the moment. Yeah, because they, they make out in the next episode. So I, I'm pretty sure they're already... Back together, da 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 da. I don't even think the writers were paying attention. Probably not. No, they got back together in episode 77. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It was entitled, Our Feelings Are the Same, Usagi and Mamoru in Love Once Again. Stupid. That's really good. Um, Yep. I believe you cut off the rest of that title, which was dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Sigh. Well, I mean, the re- 
reason he broke up with her in the 90s anime, and, and we see this happen again where they have these night where he has these nightmares of the future mm-hmm. where when they the day they get married basically is when shit goes down. Because we can't get married no, in this no. universe uh, ever. Yeah. So the so the day they get married is when shit goes down, which so is don't get wh- married. Which is <laughs> right. You That's can, my solution. You can be happily together and just not actually not wedded. Get married, yeah. <laughs> they just quietly live together. <laughs> unmarried until they're like 102 in some beautiful home they own and they both just go, ha we beat the system. <laughs> but Life goes uh, on. Yeah, so he, but anyway, they, they, they've gotten back together at this point. Okay. And uh, so, it, interestingly enough, in Sailor Moon Crystal, they go to the fountain to travel to the future, much like they went to that fountain to travel to the past oh, in yeah. the last story arc. So I don't know if that's... This is just our time-traveling fountain. This is time-travel fountain. Do you think there's like a little old lady that used to sit on that bench and read and feed the ducks and she just gave up because the teenagers <laughs> were always there screaming about things? Yes. She's yeah, like, yes. I don't go to that park anymore. <laughs> Those teenagers have just taken it over. I think they're doing drugs. But in the 90s anime, who boy, they're at the pier. And this is the... Why do we do everything at the docks? The, okay, this is the funniest thing to me, though, is that... They're all there, wonder all the inner senshi right, are there nobody's been kidnapped. With, with the cats, wondering where Chibiusa has gone. Because she had that nightmare and that caused her to run away to the fountain to contemplate her life. But when she shows up, first of all, <laughs> who decided oh they were supposed to meet at the fountain? No, they, they, told she be, they went to the pier. Yeah, it was like, did they just hope that she would eventually figure out where they were? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. They were wondering where she was. They weren't even looking for her. They were literally just standing on a dock going, oh, man, I really wonder where Chibi Yusa is. So was she psychically supposed to figure out that she was supposed to meet them at well, the dock? luckily, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because, oh my God. because Tuxedo Mask appears. Oh, my God. Literally appears, yeah, and then moves his cape, and then she appears yeah. like some kind of Dracula magician. I mean, yeah, okay. So this was like Jesus in Christ. Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, the movie God, sequel. I love Advent Children, and it's like so when Marlene runs away from Cloud because she's mad at him when he rescues her from the once again at the freaking fountain. fountain. Yeah, what is it with? Maybe it's a metaphor of some kind. I don't know. But anyway, so she gets mad at him, and so she runs to Vincent, who wraps her in his cloak. But you can still see her feet. Yeah. You cannot see Chibiusa's feet. No. It's just like, here's a cloak, here's a child. It's it's like a magic trick. Yeah. You clearly see the cloak with no feet, and he opens the cloak. He is a Dracula magician. (laughs) I can't stress it enough, you guys. Actual Dracula magician. Yeah. And uh and, and they no, ask first he's never done this before. No. 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 This is not a thing he's he's ever done in this universe. In the 90s universe and nobody says a word about it. Nope. He appears out of thin air, conjures a tiny human being out of the depths of his cloak and everyone goes, "Oh, there so they are." Yeah. Cool. So anyway, yeah. They're basically like, "Oh, hey Chibiusa, where were you?" And Chibiusa goes, "Sorry, I had a lot of stuff to do. A lot she just stood at a fountain and contemplated her life choices. That's, That's a lot to do. She's five. <laughs> she doesn't say a lot of thinking to do. She says a lot of no, stuff. No, she literally made it sound like she needed to go to the grocery store and also swing by the dry cleaner and maybe she had a dentist <laughs> <Yeah>. appointment. <laughs> when you're five, contemplating your life choices is a lot. That's fair. 
That's just, I was not contemplating. She also my had. She also had to walk to that fountain. That that's involved. That's a lot of things. Mm. She she hadn't met up with her Dracula like like chaperone to yeah. take her places yet. No. Nope. <laughs> and if he has the ability to do this, why have they been walking to places and running to places to fight? Yoma, like a bunch of dumb idiots. If he could have just conjured them there, conjured them I don't there. listen. Don't <laughs> the 90s anime has a couple of plot inconsistencies. Oh, <laughs> really? I hadn't noticed one, one or two, just, it, very minor. Mm. <laughs> that sounds highly on but uh, uh, and but ultimately, this scene is somewhat similar. Like the speech that Chibiusa has to conjure the power to travel through time is very much the same now. Yeah. In Sailor Moon Crystal, she's concerned that they're not actually going to be able to travel with her because she has a flashback to Sailor Pluto telling her that time travel is forbidden. It's forbidden to even know about time travel, Uh, which we see illustrated really nicely also in Crystal when the night before they travel, while Usagi and Mamoru are getting it on on, in the bone zone. Luna and Artemis are sleeping over at Minako's, and Luna has a dream of... But it's like a dream flashback. And it's a, it's a dream flashback. Yeah. It's totally a dream flashback to discovering... The time that, door. The, the time door. Which, uh, she finds this door, um, Queen Serenity um, follows her and is like, no, you're not supposed to know about this this door. To which I said, then why is it in this really big, nice room <laughs> yeah. on display? I, I why, totally agree. Why this, isn't it? Why you know, didn't you put a fake broom closet with some mops in front yeah. of it? Yeah. It's I, like in the prayer garden. It is basically. Put a curtain there were in a front lot, of it. There were a lot of rose bushes. I'm not 100% where in the Moon Kingdom it was, but it was not really hidden. Exactly. No. <laughs> put it in the basement. But... The other thing is, I don't know if the scenes in the manga and Sailor Moon Crystal were really different or if it was just a translation thing. Because basically in the translation of the manga that I read, when Luna shows up at the door, Queen Serenity goes, oh, good, you're here. Let me tell you all about Sailor Pluto. Don't forget that you saw this. That's literally the opposite. That's the actual opposite opposite in the show, yeah. In the show, it's like, you didn't see this. Yeah. Forget Forget. <laughs> Forget. <laughs> that was my creepy theremin for you. I, like I liked your theremin. It was, a good theremin. It was great. You're yeah, welcome. so it was, it was the exact opposite. Uh, if anyone has a theremin, it's the Moon Kingdom. Uh, oh, totally. yeah. 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 There they, are concerts and but, shit. But one way or another, time travel is not allowed. Yeah. yeah. Not allowed. Not a thing that There's we do. There's someone in that, in that door... You're not supposed to know about them. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Shut First rule up. about the door is we don't talk about the door. Exactly. Do not talk about that door. 100%. But, uh, so yeah, Chibiusa is worried that her friends are not actually going to be able to travel through time. So she tells them, hey, hold on to my hand. Don't let go. We're going to try this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Which I like because it made it more dangerous. It yeah. did. It made it really dangerous. This really might not work. Yeah. Hold on tight. Yeah. Right. Whereas in the 90s anime, she basically says, all right, guys, ready, set, go. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. We're going. Yeah. So nobody holds hands. It's and time now. It's time and, to go. They and just end up scattered. They end up scattered. Whereas in the in Crystal and in the manga, they quantified them getting separated, yeah. which is because when the vortex of time opened up, 
the power was too strong and it made them let yeah, go of their hands. Except in the 90s anime, it's just like, wow, Chibius is just really bad at time <laughs> She's travel. really bad at time travel. <laughs> so in the 90s anime and in Sailor Moon Crystal, they all end up in the space-time vortex, all separated and stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s anime... <laughs> okay, oh so God. this is the way they get separated. Basically, Usagi is by herself. We don't know where anybody else is at this point. No. Usagi's by herself in the evil dark mist, and uh, a shadowy figure appears in the darkness. Now, bear in mind, in the 90s anime, we have actually seen Sailor Pluto before, but it was just a vision of her. So we saw the pixelated version of her in the eyes of Luna P. Because in the 90s anime, I think that we are to believe that she is a traveled through time with her permission. Okay. It seems to be set up that she was sent to do this. Yes. Yeah. Because when she talks to the Luna P ball, Pluto tells her, no, you have to stay there and right. do the thing that you were sent to do. Yeah. So it yeah, sounds yeah. as if she was given a, a task. task. Okay. Absolutely. But there was a previous episode uh, called like a mysterious new guardian Sailor Pluto appears, which was episode 73 or something. So I was really nervous that I had told you guys to watch the wrong episode. <laughs> so I went back and watched it. Uh, and you know, uh, it was episode 75. And my final note was this episode was an absolute waste of time. So you didn't miss anything. Oh, that's good. Uh, basically Chibiusa gets trapped in a nightmare. And through Luna P, Pluto kind of conjures a hologram of herself. And she basically coaches the Senshi through getting Chibiusa out of her nightmare. It was like a not as good version of Kamui in X-1999 after uh, Kojiri gets killed by Fuma. Oh. And uh, and Subaru like helps him out of right. his deep, dark places. It was like a really lame version Hold of that. Hold on. <laughs> There's a character named Subaru. Yeah. He's the best character. He's awesome. Don't laugh. He is cool. Subaru. Also, here's here's a little stuff for you. Yeah. Science. Uh, that is the Japanese name for the constellation, the Pleiades. It's the seven stars. Lola, stop. <laughs> it's not just a car. It's not just a car. I'm just picturing a dad dropping a kid <laughs> off for like football practice. It was the opposite of that. It was beautiful. Subaru is the best character in that franchise. <laughs> Him and Kakyo. They're the best. Yes. Anyway. You uh, need to watch X-1990. I digress. <laughs> I digress. No, you should read it. The manga is really good. The but they didn't finish it. The anime is disappointing. That's true. The ending mm. was stupid. Yeah. The anime is really disappointing. So stop at a certain point and then switch to the manga. Yeah. Uh, just read the manga. Cool. And be sad that there's no ending. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to what we're actually talking about. So, Yeah. Anyway, Usagi's in the mist and the darkness by herself, and a shadowy figure appears in the distance. It turns out that it is Sailor Pluto. Right. The funny thing is, she and Usagi have actually uh, basically met at right. this point. <laughs> it's like, but then all of a sudden, it's know, like, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know who she is. And, well, and she d I can't recall if she announces who she is or not. She doesn't. To Sailor Pluto. Yeah, she, she does not. And then Sailor Pluto approaches her and is, and she's like, I don't care who you are. Whoever travels through time is done. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you're yeah. going to die. No, they act like I, I would not have known that they knew each other. Mm -hmm. Me neither. Until. 
Until Chibiusa shows up and attack hugs Sailor Pluto and And tells her, wait, no, this is where they're coming to the 30th century to help me. And then Sailor Pluto sees Sailor Moon and goes, oh, oh, Sailor Moon, I didn't recognize you. It's like, uh, for those of you who have seen The Room, it's, oh, Johnny, I didn't recognize you. Yeah. That's, That's me. That's what happened. Oh, hi, Luna P. <laughs> and I just felt like the whole me. First of all, okay. So she goes, oh, man, Sailor Moon, I didn't recognize you. And then suddenly everybody else is behind We're all there. Her. Yeah. It, it. There is a long shot of just Sailor Moon mm-hmm. with no one behind her in a barren wasteland. <laughs> it cuts to the angle on... <laughs> Sailor Pluto. Then it cuts back to Sailor Moon. And everybody's there. Everybody's next to her. And it's like a shot that they play for comic effect in Napoleon Dynamite. When Napoleon is standing in a road and there's no one there. And then it cuts to a close shot. And um, Pedro? Pedro is standing right next to him. Yeah. And it's like played for laughs. But this time it's like serious. Yeah. I just wrote down that this whole meeting with Sailor Pluto was so was anticlimactic. It was so last Also, yeah. she's supposed to be really deadly, and all she did is hold her staff over her head in a menacing way, but she yeah. just posed there for a really long time, and nobody yeah, nothing did Nothing happened. No. Yeah. It was really lackluster. It was super lackluster. And then it was super lackluster when they left, too, because basically she goes, oh, great. Thanks for protecting Chibiusa. Hey, small lady. Good job. You figured out how to time travel. Right. You're turning turning out to be a really great lady. Now everybody hold hands and come through this magic door. (laughs) And then, and then, and then, (sighs) they don't just walk through that door. They lift off the ground. And they swoop up into the sky in a way that looks like nothing but nothing else in the world like soaring over California. If you've ever been to Disneyland and you've been to California Adventure oh it looks like the movement of the ride when you are quote unquote flying where you just go a and then the screen starts showing all of a sudden just like clouds some mountains materialize yeah, underneath yeah. them here we go into this wasteland oh and now it's the desert oh and now there's snowboards look out for that skier he's going to fall down here's an orange grove it We're smells spray. like actual oranges ooh do you smell the oranges and now for the the most terrifying sight of all the 110 freeway through downtown Los Angeles moving. No! <laughs> and then Disneyland and then a wasteland of nightmares. <laughs> Please disembark here. So when we open the Sailor Moon theme park, that's that's, that's one the of the ride. flagship attractions yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, and, um, and, and the ride through the multidimensional chaos world. Yes. And and the, the videos explaining how to take your hat off and, yeah. and fix the seatbelt <laughs> for the kids. Stuff. It's still going to be Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yes, but he's going to be dressed as Sailor Pluto. Nice, perfect. I then, w- oh, I wish Will Sterling was here to do his Patrick Warburton <laughs> Sailor as yeah. Sailor Pluto. Patrick. And then and then the bit where he he takes off. Uh, he tells the guy to take off. Uh, like put your the mouse hairs. Yeah. He holds up this bald man's mouse ears and goes even these beauties and he puts them under the seat it's just gonna be a tiara <laughs> awesome or tuxedo mask's hat there you go yeah oh oh no he tuxedo mask will not take off his oh hat oh my god as we when have learned when they're soaring through the doorway he is holding onto his hat for dear life he's not holding on to the cat no nope. he's not holding on to the child no he's not holding on to his girlfriend he's not holding on to his friends he's making sure he doesn't lose his hat <laughs> 
How else is he supposed to be dapper while he's time traveling? It makes him feel fancy. He's got to have that hat. It's his favorite. And he uh, gets stuck in something that looks like um, the... T- window the, screensaver? Th- uh, uh, yeah. Crossed, crossed with the creepy tunnel from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah the nightmare does. tunnel. Totally. With all the acid trip images. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so the thing that's interesting is in the 90s anime, they get separated when they go into the original space-time vortex, but the real consequences of being separated happen when they're in the space-time vortex 2.0. I know. It looks vaguely like Tron. Yeah. (laughs) It's all lights and lines. It's very strange. I don't understand. Um, but in like uh, but in in Sailor Moon Crystal, they get separated in the space time vortex, and it's it's fairly serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that they changed a little bit was uh, in the manga, the scene where in Crystal Luna ended up falling into basically a pitfall. Yeah. She didn't in the manga because. At that point was when Mamoru started hearing the voice of his future self. Mm. And it told him, don't go that way, go this way. Which happened in the 90s anime, too, when he was in in the 90s screensaver Willy Wonka tunnel. However, we figured out watching it that it's not him who's just hearing the voice on his own. It's not... King and Dimian communicating with his in self. the head yeah. of his past self. It's literally like an announcement on the loudspeaker. Like in the, the like in the Hunger the, Games? Yeah, because the cats hear it too. Because they remark, I don't know if we can trust that person. And, and Tuxedo Mask goes, don't worry about it, guys. I've heard that voice before. Oh, I remember thing. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So have they. I know. Because it's his goddamn voice. Yeah. That would be like if we were in a trap right. and your voice went, this way and and I didn't go why does that sound like you and you were like don't even worry Worry about about it it. and I'm like no but you're right here who is that but and that and that's the thing is it makes sense in Crystal in the manga because in Crystal he ultimately does hear his voice once they end up in the 30th century but it's in his head which makes sense that he's questioning what's happening with that but it's clear in the 90s anime that it's so what? is it Everyone like Everyone hears it And two No one recognizes it As his right. He doesn't even say That's that my That's like me Nobody Apparently nobody knows What he sounds like Even right. though they talk whereas, to him All the even, time Whereas even though Yes he is hearing his voice In Crystal And in the manga He's hearing it in his head So even if it does Sound like him He's gonna think He's going he's crazy gonna th- yes. He's thinking Yeah that he's talking To himself or something Exactly Cause exactly. I don't know about you But like the voice in my head Whenever you get like bored And you're just like you Right thoughts, yeah. Sounds like me, me. Uh-huh, yeah. Totally Absolutely does It's a me That's Being a, a weirdo Yeah Yeah, yeah. But like, but no, in the 90s, it's like this this game maker voiceover in the Hunger Games announcement. Yeah. Attention, attention, do not step off into the time vortex. Uh, Kel- Kelby, uh, is you up there and here? N- no. <laughs> Wait. No. I, I could have sworn it sounds nope. just. No it's, no, it's not. Just don't go that way. <laughs> That kind of makes me think we should go there. Turn left, <laughs> damn it. Should- <laughs> uh, yeah. So in Crystal, in the scene where they're in the space-time vortex and they're all separated, Luna almost falls in a in a endless chasm. Vortex chasm. Yeah. The, the, when they at this point in Crystal, 
you really do feel like they're like in this time limbo. Yeah, yeah. it's so it's, it's like a pur- it's like a purgatory. It's not a concrete place. It's like uh, like yeah. Luna, when Luna almost falls, she falls into right. like a black pit of like well, timelessness. Exactly. Yeah. And, and in that case, so when they traveled through time, uh, Tuxedo Mask was holding Luna, so he is with Luna at this point, and Artemis, and Artemis, uh, and uh, Minako and Usagi are together as well. And they encounter Sailor Pluto. And, you know, they see her silhouette in the background and they're all like, another Sailor Guardian? Because in the 90s anime, they knew of her existence. Right. In Crystal and the Maga, they're like, oh, that's another one of us. That's an us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see somebody wearing the same kind of uniform as you, you assume, oh, we're on the same team. And then she's like, psych, just kidding. Yeah. yeah Dead I'm scream. Murder alert you. I know. Prison shank, prison uh, shank, prison so shank. So scary. She's so cool. She though. fights like a piranha. Like she's like, shing, 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 shing. It was shing, amazing. Shing, shing, and she's on the other side. It's I like mean, a samurai. Like yeah. she's on the other side and then they fall. I down. know. I felt like if Chibiusa hadn't showed up, she would have killed them. She absolutely would have killed them. Which makes you wonder. How often she's had to kill people who have yeah, stumbled like, in. I know. She I mean, seems she's, like she's pretty good at it. She's been the guardian of <laughs> uh-huh. time for ever. ever. So uh-huh. there's probably, uh-huh. I mean, they made time travel forbidden for a reason. So there's got to be moments where like she's had to murder some dudes. Totally. Just to, just to like keep something Ooh. dealt with. Yeah. yeah. But oh, then man. this is, this comes back to like a lot of what we talk about with like the stakes. Mm-hmm. Where in the 90s when she comes back, Pluto's like, well done, you completed your mission. Time for the next step of your mission. Bye. Yeah. And yeah. in this version, when Chibiusa runs up and throws herself between Pluto and, you know, killing everybody, <laughs> Pluto is like, oh my God. Oh my God, you're 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 back. Where have yeah. you been? Where, where have you been? And then she gets pissed and she's like, you stole a key to time. Yeah. You broke the rules. And well, she makes this really sharp motion like she's going to like do, because you're like, ooh, uh-huh. she's dangerous. Yeah. And then she just drops her knees and hugs her and is like, I was so worried. I, know. I was so worried well, for and, you. And it, kind of, it kind of reminded me of, and this is the only, like, this is one of the very few good emotional moments of the Capaldi run of Doctor Who so far. Uh, slight spoiler-ish. But Clara gets upset and she starts throwing the TARDIS keys away. Mm-hmm. Oh, she starts throwing them into lava because she yeah. wants she wants the doctor to to, to travel back to save someone that she loves, and he won't, and do, he won't it. do it. And and it turns out that's all like a hallucination. Like that's not what actually happened. But she did steal his TARDIS keys, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and and he's like, "You disobeyed me. You betrayed me." And then like it's real, and you know Capaldi's really intense. He's a scary dude. But then he he says. And you think for one second that that's going to change the way that I feel about you? Oh. And it's that same thing with it's Sailor a, it's Pluto. It's absolutely that same thing. And, like, and you I, broke the rules. And, you broke my trust. And I fucking love you still. Like, don't be stupid. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things she says in her, like, you blatantly disobeyed and did the one thing that you know is mm-hmm. still not okay at all and Chibiusa explains to her, I know, I just thought if I had the silver crystal from the past that maybe things would be better. Yeah. And Pluto tells her, you can't use it no matter what. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. A lot of emotions going around. This was such, I, this was so the opposite of the 90s anime scene where basically they're like, oh, this is Sailor Pluto. Bye. Hey, who's Sailor Pluto? I don't know. I heard of her one time. I think she's a senator from Kronos, the god of time. She guards the time door. 
Cool. Hey guys, look golfers. Watch out for the golf ball. Oh, river rafting. Whoa. Um, but no, so like in the 90s, they have to like, like Pluto is the start of a journey. Yeah. It's Why like, isn't Pluto at the second door? I don't know. I, do, I really have no explanation for it whatsoever. But in both versions, there's a surprisingly similar scene of the dark of the uh, Black Moon clan figuring yeah. out that they have been accessed yeah. yeah they've accessed the the space time vortex and are traveling through time and it, it it's a, as i say it's a weirdly similar scene there's a lot of similarities in the in this 90s episode and the manga yeah just not in a, not in any of the cool but stuff here's here's the thing though <laughs> is okay so in the content that we're talking about this is the first time we've seen prince demand <laughs> seems to me that when they're watching them walk through Tron, basically, and he sees Sailor Moon, it seems to me that that is the moment he decides he's into her, and he didn't have any previous interest in her. It's like he's like at a buffet, and he's like, that's the second buffet reference I've made in this episode. (laughs) But he's like, "Mm, that's attractive. I'll have that. (laughs) I'm in love. And they're like, what? He's He's like, nope, I'm in love with that now. Also, what is going on with Saphir's voice in the 90s anime? It's terrible. Is yeah, what's going on. it's horrible. He's so whiny. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, brother, why are you? Uh, well, and, and, uh, brother, cooties, cooties, uh, brother. And he, and he and Esmerode sort of become kindred spirits in their dislike of Sailor Moon. But it's like, it's like Saphir is her sassy gay friend. And it they, really, no, it is. And it, they, it, hate, they hate people together. Uh, yeah, they that's hate the people only together. Thing, that's the only thing that makes well, them friends. And, and their motivations are different. Like, he wants to kill Sailor Moon because he thinks that Sailor Moon and Wise Man are making his brother crazy. Right. And Esmeralda wants to kill her because her man is into her. <laughs> but it really, it's the same thing that happened with um, Alan. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, in in uh, uh, previous episodes where it's like literally people just walk in and they're like, doop 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 Oh, look, that's Sailor Moon. I must have her for yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what happened with uh, Ale in the uh, previous uh, story arc. Yeah. <laughs> so so he like, he sees Sailor Moon and is like, mm, those eyes. <laughs> yep, I want that one. Mm, and it's super gross and super it's creepy. so creepy. I wrote, I wrote that down. I was like, uh, yeah, Prince Demond is so gross. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Oh, Prince Demond is a creep. I'm glad we're all in Such agreement. Such a creep. He is, uh-huh. though. Uh. But they figure out that Chibiusa has not not traveled through time by herself because there are multiple energies. Right. Um, so uh, in Tron, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the Sailor Senshi again gets separated. Not entirely sure why. Esmerode separates yeah, them. Yeah, Esm- so Esmerode, yeah, exactly. So Esmerode separates them. <laughs> She's, she shows up. She separates them by doing an attack that makes gravity disappear because they just fly yeah, away. Yeah, they do. They yeah. just fly away. They just <laughs> zoom away like leaves on the wind. And then instead of following them and finishing up her job, she goes, oh, whoops. Oops. Oh, good enough. I messed it up. I'm going to bring in one of my backup people to do the thing. Yeah, and so I'm going to go home. So she brings in her art deco like You had one droid. job, Esmeralda. <laughs> you had one job. Yeah. You Luluax. did not do it. 
Yeah. Luax is the name of the Luax. droid. Luax. Luax, the, the 1920s. Art Deco. <laughs> Art Deco droid. Whatever. You know what? I really liked her dress. I would wear that. <laughs> I don't even remember what that dress looked like. Because I was so. It had like a drop waist and a long split skirt. It was oh, very I was just so done with her It makes her, her look like a there. sexy violin. Oh, no, you know what? She's, she's not Art Deco. She's Art Nouveau. Oh, very Art Nouveau. Totally. Because it was kind of a toga type. Well, it wasn't. Not a toga toga, but, the, but I mean, it's, skirt, it's Greek. It's Grecian. Was, it was like a mashup of Art Deco and Art Nouveau. I don't know the difference. Art Deco. <laughs> you, Art would, Deco. you would know if I ever showed it to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she goes after Chibiusa. They're still trying to kill Rabbit, as they call her. Yeah. And she has disguise powers and makes herself into Neo Queen Serenity and she calls out to Chibiusa. And I actually, okay, much as I didn't love that we used a kind of run-of-the-mill droid yeah. again, I ended up liking how this scene went down. Yeah. Which was that, you know, she encounters Chibiusa. Chibiusa tries to fight her with a slingshot. <laughs> um, right. But I like that Chibiusa was at least trying. And ultimately, once the other girls did show up to rescue her, she... Chibiusa used herself as a distraction in order to open up an opportunity for the girls to actually attack. Right. Because this droid's power is that she reverses time. So anytime somebody tried to attack her, she basically rewinded time right. to when they were letting the attack go and the attack went right back at them. Uh, and then we have to do that really annoying thing that I hate where we all have to do our attacks to prove the point. I know, even though, even though, even though after... Uh, Sailor Mars fails using Burning Mandala. Sailor Mercury tells them what yeah, is going she's on. Like, Guys, these these aren't gonna work. And Jupiter's like, hold on a second, I'm gonna try some lightning. What'd you say? Are you with me, Venus? Let's go. And Mercury's <laughs> like, no, really, guys. No, guys, it's not, I'm, it's, I'm, I I have a mini computer. Yeah. I think that Mercury needs a forehead guard to go with her glasses for the all the face palming. <laughs> yeah, have to do. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, but. But she figures out that when this droid attacks, it does open up a moment where you can attack her. So Chibiusa hears, uh, uh, flashes back to having the conversation that she had with Mamoru at the fountain mm -hmm. in the beginning of the episode where he tells her, you can't run away anymore. And so she v volunteers herself and just throws herself in there. And I don't know. I, I, no, that, I moment, that. that moment is nice. Like the great. moment of teamwork is, is great. I like it. It is a good moment. Yeah. I like it when characters that don't have a lot of powers figure out how to use their lack of powers to like maximum ability in yeah. a game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so there was also a really funny moment. There was a just as like an aside, when when the Senshi show up to mm -hmm. rescue Chibiusa, the uh, the art nouveau um monster says, How did you get through my labyrinth? And I had this image of all of them standing in the labyrinth from Jim Henson's The Labyrinth. Oh <laughs> and the worm being like, Don't go that way. <laughs> and they're like, why? And he's like, Well, because that's gonna take you right to that art nouveau monster. And they go, Oh, well, that's what we wanted. He's like, Oh, okay, okay cool. Uh, go that okay, way. That's awesome. Fine. Awesome. And then they just go around the corner, it's just right there. <laughs> well, basically, they did go straight to that castle. They really did. <laughs> If the Senshi had gone that way, they would have gone straight right to, to that, that castle. castle. Well, they did. Yeah. Uh, but they don't actually go in. No. Like they the make episode it, ends before we even get there. They make it through Spacetime Vortex 2.0, and they're standing in front of the castle in the right. ruins of Crystal Tokyo of right. the future. And then that's Which the was end. not 
nearly as terrifying looking as the ruins of Crystal Tokyo in Sailor Moon Crystal. Oh, you mean with all the bodies oh lying around? Oh my god! Nightmare Cheesy crazy. for days. I Cheesy feel like, crazy. Okay, so Sailor Moon Crystal has kind of shied away from skin melting off skeletons and things like that that we see happen in the 90s anime quite frequently. In, uh, in, in the, the manga, manga. Quite frequently. <laughs> Not in the 90s anime. No, no, no <laughs> nobody dies in they, there. They're banished to the negaverse. They get, no, their, it, their skin flesh is nega melted <laughs> off their <laughs> nega bones. <laughs> but in the manga, face melting Ooh, everywhere. All the time, yeah. just constantly. Uh, and, but surprisingly, they kept the decaying dead yeah. bodies. And they really did imply that Shibiusa was like roaming Around a city of the dead for days. Because yeah. she says like they started to like wither yeah which indicates that like they've been she dead was, a while she was trying to like shake people awake yeah or yeah. find food yep. or find her mother well it seems to me that like, this it, went it, on for that, several days i mean it, it's not at the same rate as like miranda in serenity yeah where yeah. the people just kind of stopped doing because they became so docile right but in this they all it, it is implied that kind of they all just collapsed but they were uh they were alive yeah they and then they no just longer died yeah yeah because they've just been sleeping and uh <laughs> starved to uh, death unlike what uh sleeping beauty would have you believe if you just fall asleep and stay sleeping you will die yep you yep. will wither up and die and that's exactly what has happened here so you're in this terrifying land in Chibiusa, as you say lola explained what had happened and they're trying to make their way to the palace Chibiusa gets real determined and starts running ahead of them and like a crystal vision just encircles them. Yeah. It's like a bear trap made out of crystal. It just gloms them all up. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's confused and they say, uh, are we already there? Is this, is this it? Is this a crystal palace? <laughs> Which I feel like is something I would say yeah. if I was in that trap. Yeah, yeah. Like a crystal prison happens. Is this it? Is this, is this where we're trying to go? Are we here? Do <laughs> we did it. We did it! High five! Yay! <laughs> Good job, everyone. Uh, but actually, it was conjured by Esmeralda and the Bool brothers. Oh, uh, yeah. The WeHo twins. Yeah, the, the, the West Hollywood twins. twins. Uh, <laughs> God. They are real scary. Like, this battle for me was so intense. Oh, no, it's super stressful. They're they're some effective bad guys. They're trapped in a crystal case of emotions. Yeah, these guys did not. These guys did not wait to monologue. No, they They attacked and then monologue. Yeah, Yeah. which I loved the way that they spoke together. Yeah, I Uh, like that a lot. Their voices together were so scary. I liked it a lot. It was like the Simon and Garfunkel of villain monologues. It was great. Yeah, and they moved really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So Kiral and Akiral uh, encase them in an electromagnetic vortex. That they get totally stuck in. Sailor Moon's like, oh, we'll see about that. And she conjures the cutie moon rod and tries to use Moon Princess Elation, and it doesn't work. Shit. Doesn't work. We don't know why yet, but it doesn't work. Right. Uh, and so then Esmeralda shows up to taunt them. And she's so goddamn Not, oh. not taunt them, to taunt a little child. Specifically, a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> And she says horrible things to her. Oh, about so like, scary! Like, I'm gonna murder I'm you. I'm gonna hope you. I'm gonna turn you into ashes. Like horrible let me, things. Let me see the silver crystal <laughs> while and, you, and then while you cry. You know, like she's and trying then to get her to if cry. you show me the crystal, I'll maybe I'll gather up your ashes. Yeah, like horrifying <laughs> things. Oh man, she's evil. She's really evil. She's bad, you guys. Yep. Mm. 
And though I do feel like she is kind of in love with Prince Damond in Crystal in the Manga, it's not that same. It makes her a crazy person, like a crazy, evil, vengeful bitch. Right. But she's not trying to kill Sailor Moon because she's jealous of Sailor Moon. Uh Uh-uh, no. Sailor Moon is collateral. She's going to just kill everybody. Yeah. She's she's not, she doesn't discriminate. No. Sailor Moon is an afterthought. She's there to get the crystal and kill Chibiusa. Equal equal death opportunities for all with Esmeralda. That's basically how she feels. Um, yeah. So Esmeralda goes away. Well, she doesn't actually go away. She goes to hang out with the Bull Brothers and watch this all go down. And uh, when they're in the the vortex, basically, is they're when like frozen. The, like it's like, it looks like yeah. they're frozen like rock or yeah. Ice. It's a it's a crystal case of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all being like sort of electrocuted too. It's it's clearly painful. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and then that's when Mamaru hears the voice of his future self. It's like psst, hey, again. Hey. Hey. Tor- get the floor. Yeah. The floor. This is this isn't the, real. Shoot. You can shatter the floor. Yeah. Shoot, shoot the goddamn floor. And he does. Yeah. He's like basically does. basically use your willpower to break the floor. Just think really hard about the floor breaking. Believe in yourself. Oh my God, you guys, this is what happens when the guy who tells everyone to believe in themselves tells himself to believe in himself. It magnifies. (gasps) Anyway, it works. (laughs) And the whole column just shatters. shatters. And they all drop to their feet on the floor and they're not in the thing in the air anymore and Esmeralda and the West Hollywood twins are like what's going on and while that's happening Tuxedo Mask is like it's go time yes and Venus Uh. does a love me chain and snatches the West Hollywood twins and Esmeralda's like yikes and pops out of there real fast teleports away and as Venus does the love me chain it's a team up and Tuxedo Mask does Tuxedo La Smoking Bomber so it's like whip Torch. I love that <laughs> fucking attack. To which I wrote, uh, my neighbors are going to think I'm watching sports. Yeah, no, um, I'm, yep. My neighbors think I'm and watching then, sports. And then, like all cool characters, they don't look as things yeah, fall yeah. apart around them. Because mm-hmm. cool guys never look explosions. It's true. Tuxedo Mask does not look at the shattering yes. trap around them nope. at all. It's so amazing. Because he's that cool. <laughs> I love Less Smoking Bobber. Uh, it's, it's like great. my favorite attack. I, it's love, such a good attack. I love the way they animate Love Me Chain in this too. Like yeah. she uses it as a chain. It is like an Indiana Jones whip yeah. but um, a chain. Yeah. And it's so good. <laughs> it so might cool. be like one of the coolest attacks in all of Sailor Moon. The it's, way they animate Love Me Chain and yeah. Crystal might be one of like the top attacks. Yeah, it's yeah. super awesome. Which is why when we get Sailor Uranus and we get some earth shaking action, mm, yeah. it's gonna be so good. I'm looking forward to world shaking and Space Sword Buster as well because she'll actually really use the sword. I'm looking forward to Deep Submerge. Oh. I like the way that they incorporate, like, because the chain is something that she wears around her waist with uh, Uranus and with Neptune and with Pluto. They all have weapons that they right. carry. So I, I'm excited to see how they do their weapon attacks, basically. It's going to be yeah. so cool. It's going to be great. All the attacks are more dynamic and crystal, so you know it's going to continue. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, yes. So they get away from all that, and then they, they do end up going to the Crystal Palace, which I really liked that. It just looked like a big boulder, and then the door magically materialized. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. as if it were sort of camouflaged. Yeah. And then they go in and... I like to think that the door only appeared because Chibi Uso was there. Yeah, yeah. me too. Well, I, abso- I, I absolutely agree with well, that. Well, because I think that this whole this whole fortress thing is mm-hmm. is uh, conjured by the crystal. The crystal, yeah. So the, the crystal is protecting yeah. itself, but also... Uh, mm-hmm. Serenity, yeah, Queen Serenity. Serenity, yeah. So who uh, they end up seeing? They go in there and they basically go to the altar where her body is laying in, encased in the silver crystal, and mm-hmm. it's unclear whether she is alive or dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but they see her, and everyone says to Chibiusa, "Uh, ha, who, who's that?" <laughs> and she's like, "This is my mom." Well, because we previously established with Sailor Pluto that she is the princess. Yes. And she is the daughter of the king and queen in the future. Right. Uh, And and Sailor Pluto also said under her breath that uh, her, that Usagi and Chibiusa both cause problems for her all the time. So it it establishes that she does have somewhat of a relationship with the queen as well as with the princess, Mm -hmm. even though, like, we don't officially know at this point. Right. (laughs) <laughs> that mm-hmm. neo queen serenity <laughs> Usagi. Well, you mean the little girl whose name is like Usagi's name, Usagi's name, Usagi's name. Yeah, Usagi's name, nickname based on Usagi's name. Correct. Is Usagi's daughter? Yeah. yeah. Shocking, right? Right. Uh, but uh, uh, then a little kitten appears. <laughs> and it's little Diana shows oh, up. Diana. Although oh, I do love that one of our Twitter followers pointed out. Uh, that animation uh, mistake. Oh yeah, her eyes are blue in this episode, but they're red in the next episode. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even notice. Yeah. Well, they're they're kind of a pinky red. But still, like, what what were you what were you doing when animators? Did you yeah, forget? I don't know. Uh, you know, I think they just think they'll pick it up later. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that'll be a deadline. Well, and and in the '90s anime, she did have pink eyes. So right. I I think that that is something that'll be corrected in the Blu-rays probably. Um, and that it will be pink eyes is, is going to be the, the ultimate whole decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then uh, she, Diana runs away when Chibiusa tries to pet her. Well, she pets her for a second and she runs off. And she's like, Diana, where are you going? And then it cuts to <gasps> King and Dimian. The artist formerly known as Prince and Dimian. <laughs> well, I mean, he doesn't get his purple suit until no. the next episode, but well, yeah, that no in the, the 90s, 90s anime. That's well, true. in the manga, they mention that his suit is supposed to be purple they, as well. They say that his cloak. No, is they lavender. mention the suit too. Oh, really? Yes, they say the cloak is lavender, but the suit is like the. Per the violet of the sky with the stars on it, or something I like that. Kind of like the white suit. I mean, the white suit is more distinguished. He does have a lavender lining to his yeah. cape, and I'm all about that. I, yeah, I, I am very. I'm on board with the white outfit because yeah. it matches her. It does. Yeah, in yeah. her white dress. And I, yes. and I mean, some people think it's tacky, but I love it when couples dress alike. <laughs> <laughs> the suit is definitely lavender in Petite Etrangere, though. Oh, it's very <laughs> lavender. Sorry, I'm just thinking about her wearing that that suit uh, my lady uh, I, my, my, my yeah. lady boy yeah mm. uh, so yeah basically uh, King Endymion welcomes them to the 30th century what up welcome to my crib <laughs> <laughs> I'm totes not a ghost he sort of is though he's a Jedi ghost he's a Jedi ghost but he's not really because he's alive right but he's so he's like he's like um 
a hologram? Well, no, it's, astro, it's like astral projection. I mean, he doesn't explain yeah. it until the next episode, yeah. but it's like astral projection. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think that that's correct. He, he's like the um, the psychic in the Insidious movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. When she starts just like yeah. cruising around through people's he's like brains. He's kind of like Kakyo in X-1999. Which you need to can, watch. He can be in the physical world and not just in people's dreams. Right. Yes. There you go. It's, <laughs> it's not like that car guy. <laughs> You stop you, that. <laughs> you make jokes, but then you're going to watch it and you're going to learn about his character and how tragic he is and you're going to feel bad. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. That That's I, exactly I what's know. going That's, to happen. That is what's going to happen. I'm going to make you start reading that tonight. <laughs> Do you have it? Uh, it's all on the internet. <gasps> I need to read it. I've never if, read the manga. If no one sees me for... Oh. If no one sees me for several days, I have been duct taped to a chair in my living room <laughs> and Emma is turning pages and angrily reading the captions. With so different voices. Do a dramatic reading of X 1999. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be like a cross between the scene in Clockwork Orange where they reprogram <laughs> Alex, Alex yeah. and the um the reading room for like preschoolers. Yeah. <laughs> so Emma's gonna be holding the book, but it's going to be very assertive. And yeah. your eyes are gonna be pried open. Yeah. 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 It's going to happen. Yep. (laughs) And uh, yes, that is where this episode ends. So uh, a little uh, episode trivia about uh, what's going on here. Of course, number one, we already mentioned the animation error where uh, little Diana has blue eyes (laughs) instead of pink eyes. I I guess we won't know because at the time we're recording this, the episode after that hasn't come out yet. So we don't know if in like episode 21 her eyes are still going to be pink. I guess that's when the that's when the deciding factor will happen. The yeah. next time we see Diana on yeah. screen again. I will say I have a I have a, a little plushy toy uh that was given to me by Adam. Mm-hmm. Um and it has pink eyes. What's well, Luna? For her. No, I have it it's Diana. It's gray, I think. No, I, it's purple, I was, I was it's, Luna. it's purple. It's Luna. I have an Artemis, oh. and his eyes are red, which is incorrect. No, oh, his okay. eyes are supposed to be green. Yes, I thought are. I just had like an off kilter Diana. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, that is supposed nope. to be a Luna. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a slightly bootleg Luna. Yeah, I but, don't know. but Luna's eyes are red. Yeah, Luna's eyes are definitely red. Oh, uh, like yes. Uh, the inner senshi in the '90s anime used Sailor Planet Attack for the first time in this episode to kill the Art Deco Nouveau, what have you, droid. Uh, this was the first episode that Sailor Pluto physically appeared in, though I mentioned she did mm-hmm. previously appear in episode 75. This is the last episode to have a droid as the monster of the day. Uh, and Chibiusa's nightmare, the cold open of this episode, was not in the dub. Oh. At all. Oh. They well, we, can, we can't show people dying. Nah. Hmm. It would have been great, though, if they had a scene of Chibiusa saying, oh, no, they've all been sent to another dimension. dimension. (laughs) Oh, God. Let's just just Dragon Ball Z this. Sure. Random, random voiceover going, I've put them in a nega sleep and you'll never wake them up from their nega nap. (laughs) The nega nap? They could have just freeze framed on that one moment of Prince Damon's face and had a weird voiceover. Sure. (laughs) That's acceptable. And uh, apparently the Sailor Says segment of this uh, had previously been shown with the episode A Charmed Life. That was the American title of it. If someone, I think that those Sailor Says things are on YouTube, but it doesn't, 
specifically say this went with this episode. So if somebody will please figure that out for me and just transcribe it for me, you can email it to me at loveandjusticepodcast at gmail.com. We'll send you buttons. I would greatly appreciate that because I really, I mean, happy as I am that I discovered the animation script of the Toon Maker Sailor Moon. uh, I'm... I'm really mad that that uh, that sailor says I, I was using went away. I'm so, so. How long did they continue the shtick of the sailor says? I uh, basically was it all the way, all through, the way up through the end of, end of Sailor Moon R. However, the episodes, the quote unquote lost episodes of Sailor Moon, uh, which this was this was one of them yeah. uh, that they they aired on Toonami had they'd never aired on anything right. before that. Right, they reused. A lot uh, of them. They, yeah, they didn't make new ones. Okay. They just reused old ones. But by the time Sailor Moon S happened, we were done with the done. gimmick. Yeah, because okay. Cloverway took over at that point. So they and they were like, anymore. "Those are dumb. Let's not do those." Yeah, I guess so. Let's make this. Let's, let's make Neptune and Uranus yeah, cousins I was say, instead. Let's just, let's just focus on this incestuous cousin relationship. Guys, I've, got, I've got really got a thing for cousins, so I'm gonna <laughs> write that in. Yeah, but this was, I mean, the first time that this episode aired was on Toonami when Sailor Moon started airing on Toonami, and. Uh, and I remember, because uh, at the point that this aired, this was the first time I had ever seen any of the Outer Senshi animated. Yep. I, at this point, I didn't have any fan subs. I didn't have the movies that, that Deke dubbed, because uh, they dubbed all the Sailor yeah. Moon movies. And, um, and I remember just being so excited to finally see one of the Outer Senshi animated. I, I think I had started collecting the manga at this point because the manga was published in its entirety by Mix long before I mean the Viz is going to be the first company to ever dub Sailor Moon Stars in America. God, I'm so excited. And uh and and Mix did translate all the way through Sailor Moon Stars. And the thing that was really interesting was that because uh Deke and well ultimately Cloverway had not dubbed through the Outer Senshi appearing except for Sailor Pluto, but not appearing in her civilian form in the mixed translations. All of the Outer Senshi have their original Japanese names, mm-hmm. even though they changed, even though Cloverway changed them. Right. During the mm-hmm. dubbing. Yeah. Process. During the dubbing process. But yeah. So, uh, it, huh. so it was even more off putting to me when Sailor Moon S started airing and we had Amara and Michelle and whatever the heck yeah. Sailor Pluto's name was. I was about to ask just now. I was like, I, what did, What name did they give I'm gonna Sailor look it up. Pluto? I've looked it up several times and I always forget what it is because it's so ridiculous. I don't even know what her Japanese name is. Setsuna. That's right. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Setsuna. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sailor Setsuna. Pluto. And then Hotaru. Yeah, Hotaru. Because everyone always dramatically goes, Hotaru. Yeah. But then in the, but in the dub, they... They still called her yeah. Hotaru, but they called her Hotaru. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hotaru! Hotaru! <laughs> All these Canadians trying to say and Japanese names. Michelle. And Michelle. Yeah. And Amara. What kind of a name is Amara? Amara's not a name. That's not a real name, is it? I would like somebody um, named Amara to, to I, contact I, me. I, I, well, I looked it up and I saw what it is. I would also like someone named Trista. To contact me. <laughs> Wait. Trista? Pluto's American Trista. name mm-hmm. is Trista? Yep, sure. Why not? What? Yep. Trista. They're not even trying. Like, if it's like, why didn't they change Hotaru's name? <laughs> yeah. They're not even doing it by vowel no. sounds. Like, it's not no. like they were like, no. Sitsuna uh, yeah. Jennifer. 
Yeah, you don't right. even pick like yeah. a vowel sound. So thing. okay, so for Trista. a long time in fan fiction, fuck that. Uh, they would they would give the outer senshi Americanized names as well, and the most popular ones that I used to encounter was Haruka was Erica. Okay, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, uh, Michiru was Michelle. That's fine. Yeah. Totally, I'm on board with that. Uh, Hotaru, there was not anything. There's not really an American. Not a, no, unless yeah. you wanted to call her like Tori or something. Oh, that. Makes more sense. Uh, they would mostly try to give her H names, though. So I feel like I read somewhere her name was like Hannah or like Holly. No, I think they should but just yeah, call her Tori. Tori, that's good. I like that. There you Sometimes go. Sometimes I'm smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, and Setsuna was usually Susanna. See, yeah, see that makes way more <laughs> sense. What's Trista? Please, if you are named Trista or Amara, like, contact us. Make a copy of your driver's license. Guys, guys, I think I know what happened. <laughs> I think one of the people involved in the the dubbing process <laughs> had never had kids, but she had a baby name book <laughs> from when she was like 13 that was like, these are the names that I'm going to give my name children my someday. And she was like, I'm never going to have children, but I am coming up with American names for these characters. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about Nevaeh? It's heaven spelled backwards. Nope, we're going to get rid of it. Wait, what about, have what about, people actually named their children Nevaeh? Oh, oh many. too many. <laughs> This is new to you? Well, I mean, I live in the land where we just put in on the end of existing names. Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline, Jaden, Bryson. Yeah. yeah. I Kaden. Mean, no, there are read, uh, many Neveas. Have you read Freakonomics? <laughs> nope. It's pretty interesting. Oh, man. The section on names. You should look at it. It's pretty <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, so. But I feel like that sounds like, like she was like, yeah. I, always, I, want to, I wanted to name a baby girl Amara. We're naming somebody Amara. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick a character and name them Amara. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she sounds like a not as cool version of Linda from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> a little bit. She like, sounds like Bob's Burgers mixed with the most popular girls in school. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, catch a Dorian. You don't get to name your kid that name. I'm naming her that name. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be watching the door? <laughs> yep. So I'm Deandra. I'm an utter <laughs> senshi. <laughs> I'm no. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> you deserve so much better. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they aren't paying for shit. That's <laughs> true. This is, this is free. This is a free podcast. <laughs> you all love it. We get to talk about whatever we want. <laughs> I do what I and want. And we will continue to talk about whatever we want on the next episode. There's not really anything else left to talk about. Well, ex- except that uh, my one, the Crystal episode really enjoyed my one complaint. Sailor Pluto didn't sing. I know. She didn't oh, sing yeah. that sweet, oh. sweet ass song. It isn't on YouTube anymore, so I can't go listen to it whenever oh, I'm on. I know. You have to watch the entire Petite Changer musical to get to that song. Which is not too terrible. No, no. I mean, I mean that's guys, okay. It's a like, fair trade. You guys. She's amazing. Like, you think Pluto's great in every other version. Just watch Petite Etrangere. Well, and the fact that the girl who played her, I mean, we'll talk about Petite Etrangere because, like, why why wouldn't we? At length. Come on, guys. (laughs) But the girl who plays Sailor Pluto in that musical is not an actor. No, that that was her first. That was her first show, role. and she wrecks it. And she's a fan. She's a fan. She loves Sailor Moon. She loved the musical. And her voice is amazing. And her voice is so great. Ah, oh, she's she's basically living my dream. <laughs> I know. Yep. 
She's a queen. I want to be her. A queen. I want to be her. <laughs> but not Sailor Pluto for real, because it'd be really boring. Just <laughs> standing by oh, the. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be boring. I'm because, as we said, I think people have tried to access the door to time, and so you probably. So every now think- and then you get to kill a dude. Is that yeah, weird? Yeah. Do you think that like once the door closes, it's kind of like when you're a host to somewhere where you just like wait until the coast is clear and then just pull your phone out and start playing games <laughs> or, or or my uh, book I've, yeah, yeah. Use my Stephen pull your King book pull your pull your uh paper back out and mm-hmm. just start reading your book again and be like oh someone's coming uh, <laughs> yeah. stand up straight stand up straight welcome, welcome <laughs> to the time door. time door i'm gonna murder you now <laughs> yeah <laughs> she is the hostess to the uh restaurant known as the time vortex <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think it would be very lonely Yes. I wouldn't want to do it. But yeah. I do want to be the actress who plays oh, her yeah. because she's, she's cool. amazing and amazing, wonderful things happen for her. Just like I'm sure amazing, wonderful things will happen as we continue with this glorious podcast. But yes. we are going to end this episode here. So, Lola, uh, how can we keep up with everything that's going on with you? Where what's where where are you uh, on the World Wide Web? Emotionally, well, physically, where are you? <laughs> well, when I'm not trapped in a nightmare vortex of, of dreams uh, <laughs> with spooky doors everywhere, I can be found on Tumblr and on Twitter and on Instagram. At Unwinona, U-N-W-I-N-O-N-A. Think Winona writer, take off the writer, add an un. <laughs> I'm there. Anything you want to share um, with the class? If you, <laughs> if you follow the Loot Crate uh, Instagram, sometimes you see pictures of me dressed as an elf doing yoga because that's <laughs> that's how, what life at a California startup company looks like. <laughs> Kelby, where can we find you? I am on Twitter at Real Femininity, uh, but my Tumblr name is Femininity, uh, one word. And when I'm not doing internet shit, I'm hosting at a restaurant because I don't have time to do anything else creative, guys. I'm getting married in two months today. <laughs> we're, we're planning a boss-ass d- wedding. The day that we are recording this episode is officially two months to my wedding date. Holy fuck. As your maid of honor... I'm a little worried that I didn't know that. (laughs) Thank God you're only (laughs) co-made. I have backup. And by backup, I mean I am the backup. And by the backup, I mean I'm a sidekick to the maid of honor who is actually doing all the work. We love you, Robert. No, there's two two maids of honor. It's okay. I'm just a bridesmaid. <laughs> you just get to no, show up and drink. A good bridesmaid. I'm also Emma Fife. I can be found on Twitter at Emma Fife. It's my name. Uh, you can also is it? it is yeah yeah. You can also find me on Instagram at Emma Fife, and you can find me on Tumblr as Emma Fife. No, no, actually, that's the one place where I'm not that's Emma Fife. Where we change it up, Fife yeah. Emma. <laughs> no, it's almost a palindrome. <sighs> it's it was so close. It's clever, you know. Sort of. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But you can also find me on Sundays at AfterBuzzTV.com. I do two shows on Sundays Ooh. now. Say what? I do Transformers, Robots in Disguise at 5 p.m. every Sunday. It's a new Transformers show on Cartoon Network. And also on Sundays every 
other Sunday or the first and third Sunday of every month at 4 p.m. Uh, at least for the next several episodes, I am one of the co-hosts on the Sailor Moon Crystal after show Woo! as well. So uh, if you like hearing me talk about Sailor oh, Moon you, Crystal. Do you but, like that show? Yeah, I do, I do like that show. Uh, I've heard of it. <laughs> I hear it's all right. Uh, but you also want to see my face instead of just listening to my voice. That's a great way to do it. And then on Wednesdays, I'm now doing a show on the Popcorn Talk Network called The Cosplay Coach, where we break down costumes from movies and TV shows and also talk about how you could make them if you wanted to make them. We've had a really good response to it. Yeah. Uh, Meredith Placco is the main host. It was kind of her project in yeah. the first place. And she's just she's awesome. Great. Meredith she's is good people. A, I like her. Such a nice smart in- interesting girl who's had a really interesting life also mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so you should you should watch that yeah. uh, but more importantly than all my random stuff well I don't know I mean do you hear that sound that's the sound of me and Lola riding on Emma's coattails <laughs> all the way to the top <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should uh you can find all those things I talked about on YouTube and on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, you should subscribe to them. But more importantly, you should subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Yes. yes. Uh, because it's so great to subscribe on iTunes. You get the episodes as soon as I post them. And uh, we've gotten a lot of really nice iTunes love lately. So if you're over there and you wanted to rate us five stars and also leave us a review, that would be great. Uh, but if you want to... I mean, uh, I wouldn't say no to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, of course, tweet at us and follow us on Twitter at LNJPod. That is letter L is in love, letter N as in Nancy, encompassing the entire word and uh, much as people frequently abbreviate uh, Dungeons and Dragons to D-N-D. And then the last is uh, J as in justice because love and justice pod is too long for a Twitter, ha- Twitter handle. So we're just L-N-J pod. Follow us on Twitter. But if you want to tell us more things than just 140 characters worth, you can also email us at loveandjusticepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. It like really keeps us going. We're tell us that. about your day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get, we've gotten a few emails of just people like checking in and be like, what's up, guys? I'm so-and-so. I, I live here. This is what I like about Sailor yeah. Moon. I like your show. Like, we love that shit. We yeah. eat that shit up. We totally do. We really do. And I mean, even today, I, I, had, I had a podcast nightmare. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where we were doing... It, it was as if I were the main host on the... Sailor Moon Crystal show for After Buzz, but Kelby and Lola were there as my co-hosts, and they were doing a very bad job. They were. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm you know, such so, a professional. That's so strange because I had a dream that I was having the best time <laughs> ruining someone else's life. I woke up so refreshed. But then a bunch of my other, then like some of my coworkers were there, like some of my nicest coworkers were there, and they just they also suddenly jumped in. And, it was a nightmare, um, but I had to keep going because we were live. It was terrible. But then I read, uh, and then I saw we had two more reviews on iTunes, and I got really happy. So, guys, what we're saying is reach out to us. We love to hear from reach you. Reach out and because, touch someone. Because we're, we're doing this show for you, and it's, it's great to hear from you that you guys are enjoying what we're doing. And, and, you know, one of our iTunes reviews said that it was like the best Sailor Moon content in a podcast. And that that's exactly why we did this podcast is because we felt like there wasn't a Sailor Moon podcast that covered everything as in-depth as we wanted to get into talking about it. So... Also, um, we aren't saying that um, not leaving reviews will cause Emma to have horrible nightmares. (laughs) But I'm not not saying <laughs> right. that a constant stream of praise wouldn't keep the scary nightmares away from Emma so that she could be well rested and make more podcasts. You know what I mean? 
You know what I mean, everybody? <laughs> know what I mean, Vern? Eh? So no pressure or anything. No, <laughs> no pressure. Uh, no pressure. None. But thank you so much for uh, listening, guys, and listening every single week for those of you who've been doing so. We love you. We love you so much. And we will invade your ears via the powers of the internet again very soon. I'm in love with you. Bye. Bye.